0: Hey guys, welcome back to uh, what is episode three. So what better topic to talk about today than trilogies? Uh, Johnny, I know you and I have had some disagreements previously about some trilogies and which ones are the best.
1: That's a fair assessment um, of the situation, yes.
0: <laughs> and I still stand by Shaun of the Dead being my favourite. but anyway, I'm, not, I, I'm um,
1: not saying it's not the favourite, I'm just saying that The World's End is not the best of the, of the three. In no, That franchise, no, it's
0: not. not at all. Shaun of the Dead is, though.
1: No, it's not, you're wrong. But continue.
0: <laughs> so, today, uh, I thought we'd talk about some classic trilogies, not necessarily okay. which ones are best, but you know, which ones are our favorite. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll hand over to you, Johnny, if you want to start.
1: I'm starting, okay. I thought, uh, <laughs> I thought you, you had one banked ready to go, but all right. Um, so I've okay. uh written my list of trilogies, uh, knowing that this week was okay. going to be uh. Trilogies week, and I've got quite a few on here, um, but the one I think I would like to chat about the most is the Blade Trilogy.
0: Ooh, good start. I like yeah, that. Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. Okay. See, I told you I was. I liked the different one, but I thought I'll start off with this one. So the Blade <laughs> Trilogy, I quite like because across the three films, they get, the first one's really dark, really, Ooh, meaty, yeah. really intense. And so is the second one. And then the third one, Ryan Reynolds turns up. <laughs> and then it, it's a completely different thing. It turns from being an 18 to, like I think it's a 50. I think the rage rating drops in it. And then you can yeah. just see the Deadpool starting to form.
0: <laughs> That's so true.
1: All right. And I really enjoy, I love the Blade Trilogy films. Um, whereas the Snipes is amazing as it. Um, you know, he's done other wonderful works, Around these three films, but these three films are just so intense. the The, the fight sequences are amazing. The, uh, the but they also the same part of it is quite cheesy with yeah. the vampires at, at times and the like the uh, how else was it? the really sort of intense uh, vampire esque styling oh. of the characters, which are just quite over the top. Um, not in like a, an underworld kind of way, which is a different to me—a different style of how a vampire is um, yeah. in that sense. And the same with then, if you watch like Supernatural, again, vampires taking a, a different uh, working in that as well. Um, but the Blade trilogy is re- a really, really, really good storyline. Within with all three, you, you your heartstrings get pulled. When uh, the guy's been looking after Blade, mm. you know, spoiler alerts. I mean, these films have been out for like twenty years, but um, yeah. yeah, you know, there has the unfortunate uh, accident. He, uh, he, he gets killed. Um, you know, it's as a as a trilogy. I think they're, they're a great great set of films. Yeah, have yeah. you seen them? I
0: have. Yeah, uh, I think it was Whistler, isn't it? The guy Whistler. you're referring yeah. to. The, yeah. Uh, yeah, fantastic trilogy. Uh, I know exactly what you mean about the, the third film being more light-hearted than the others. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the from the very first scene, when you they show up at that rave and then they got blood spray. Yeah. It's like, what is going on here? Yeah. yeah. And I remember I was at the age, uh, I think it was when the second Blade came out, where uh, I was too young to see it in the cinema. And I really, really wanted to see a, a version of it. And uh, a friend of mine managed to get a copy. I'm not oh. going to say names or how, <laughs> but oh my God, I remember watching it thinking, this is fantastic. And then when, of course, they announced the third one, I was like, yeah, I've got to watch this. Well,
1: you've got to look at it. As late. a trilogy. Yeah.
0: I was going to say, as a trilogy, they just, they're, they're, it's a real strong sort of story, isn't yeah. it? There is a proper start, middle and end to that character development throughout
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, like I said, this film, as you say, 1998 was the first Blade film. That mm. film is 22 years old and it's still brilliant. Yeah. Now, yeah. When was the last one? 2004, 2005? I am just looking into it now. I believe it was 2004.
0: Oh, nice. So, yeah, six years. But, yeah, brilliant films. Um, the, the fact that Ryan Reynolds was in the last one... Totally get what you're saying in that Deadpool was forming. I know people say it all the time, but Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. It's just madness.
1: Yeah. Oh, he, he, he has been <laughs> a shoe in for that role to me since uh, Two Guys, and a Girl, a Pizza Place, or Pizzeria. Yeah. I've seen different titles of it, but The Two Girls, Guy, and a Pizza Place. Um, yeah. He, uh, that's the first time I remember seeing, or the oldest thing I know I've seen Ryan Reynolds in. And to me, even then, it was, he was himself, you know, that cheeky, sarcastic, you know, side to him that we all know and love of Ryan Reynolds, yeah. you know. And mm-hmm. yeah, the Deadpool thing comes through it all. You you, you follow some of the stuff that uh, Ryan Reynolds did. You go, um, Just Friends, you've got Waiting. Again, absolutely love the film Waiting there's yeah. quite a number of names in that one in itself considering it's all set within shenanigans the restaurant
0: hashtag batwing <laughs> <laughs> those that know know
1: <laughs> yeah um it's yeah I think it's a great great set a trilogy uh, franchise within itself um for those those three films. yeah you, know, you I could argue say, yeah. like, like I said the, the third one becomes a little bit more comedy and less uh action uh, like less I don't know, as violent compared to the first two films yeah uh, in my opinion definitely. but it definitely comes down from the, the i could be wrong, it could be an 18 as well but it, to, to me it feels like more of a, like a 15 rating than, a, than an 18 rating It well, would have sure for the first is, two actually. um but that's that's the, that's the ones i quite like you yeah. know it's got, even even the third one you got what jessica beale in it yeah, as you say Whistler by Chris Christopherson. That's a fantastic name. <laughs> yeah, you
0: know. yeah, that is a strong name, isn't it? It is. I'm just having a look now. You got uh, Parker Rose, uh, Parker Posey, Parker Posey as well. Yeah, and uh, she's in. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it on Netflix, the new uh, Lost in
1: Space. Yes. Yeah, I, show. I have. You know what, I still haven't seen the second series yet?
0: Oh, it's, on it's on the. You have
1: a watch list. So we will watch that now. When we finish watching this, yeah. and we we'll watch this, and I'll be honest, with you, I've forgotten that we were supposed to be doing the second series on it. Yeah. Um, well, we've, I, we've I know lost. probably
0: some. Yeah, some listeners are probably thinking. Well, I thought we were talking trilogies here, but I'm going to say Lost in Space can kind of count because they are only doing three seasons. So the next one that they do is going to be the last one. Yeah. So. uh I'm gonna I'm gonna let that one go.
1: That, <laughs> that seems that seems absolutely it. fair. <laughs> but, um
0: yeah
1: what else have you got on your list then? So other ones on my list uh include I mean I'll read them all out to you. Um so I got the Matrix, uh, Bad Boys. Nice. Yeah. Uh then you've got the Glass, Unbreakable and Split trilogy. Oh, which oh uh obviously uh, blade uh naked gun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a okay. massive fan of the Naked Gun franchise I love Police Squad and I know the first one the first Naked Gun has a lot of references to the TV series mm-hmm. um, but yeah I, I, I have an appreciation of love for um, Leslie Nielsen isn't it Yeah, he was brilliant and the thing is he was originally a straight actor he was in, in like proper films you know what I mean Um <laughs> He was in the original Poseidon adventure mm. in black and white. He was the captain of the ship, and he did then. I think it was Airplane, where he played the same style of character but in a comical role. You know, you know, Doctor, we've got to get these people to. A ho- uh, we've got to get these people to a hospital. A hospital, what is it? Well, it's a big building. lots of patients inside. That's not important right now. You know, <laughs> those those yeah. very clever one-liners, and I know obviously the Airplane's not a trilogy. It was a two-parter. Um. But Leslie Nielsen is just his character. You know, Frank Drebin was brilliant. <laughs> you know, and it was there was a lot of clever gags within those three films back in like the seventies. I think they were. Um, I really enjoyed those that those trilogies, hmm. you know, those three films. That, you know, what,
0: I've I've seen them like a very long time ago. Yeah. I don't even know if I've seen all three actually. Oh. <laughs>
1: it. I've definitely
0: the, seen the first one.
1: Yeah. I think the third one was um, if I'm not mistaken it was set at a base the the whole thing was like the Queen of England was coming and there was an assassination attempt at a baseball match baseball game honestly I can't remember what the the, the second one was and obviously then the first one was a lot of um, it was pretty much like a a film version of the TV series with obviously added bits in yeah
0: um, I've got a, a trilogy listed here. I don't know if it's on your list, um, but the new plans of the apes.
1: I honestly, I think I've only seen two of them. Oh, which two? I want to say the first. I know I've got. I know I've got the first one on either DVD or Blu-ray. Yeah. Um, it's if I've seen the second one or not. I know I haven't seen the third. Right.
0: I okay. know that
1: one. I haven't seen.
0: I. I am a firm believer that the, this particular trilogy just goes from strength to strength. You know, right from the first one with James Franco, uh, yeah. you know, where you see the, the the origin story. You know, like I don't think we've we've really seen before on screen, uh, not not to this level of detail. You know, yeah. um, but right up to the very end, you know, War for the Planet of the Apes was just, oh, it was, it was an adventure in itself. You know, you felt like you were. You were taken along on that roller coaster ride. And nice. Just the drama, it just pulls you in and just loved it. Really enjoyed it. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, anything else on your list?
1: So let's have a look. I'm going to back up. Uh, so, where do I go? Uh, Blade. Uh, so, Indiana Jones. I'm going to we'll accept just, that as a trilogy. I'll accept that. I think <laughs> no one else will argue that the, the, the one with the, the spaceship shouldn't have exa- existed. Uh, then you got the Bourne trilogy. Nice. For the uh, Legacy. Uh, then you got yeah. Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, and, of course, the triple trilogy, Star Wars.
0: Star Wars, yes, yeah. I know we touched on uh, Star Wars a bit on our first episode. Yeah. And uh, we were talking about the very last installments, and uh, the creative writing, if we put it nicely, uh, when it comes to the map for finding the, yeah. the, the Sith planet.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. And I felt sorry for C3PO having his uh, alert, uh, mind wiped to so be mm. able to translate it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that was a uh, that was really sad, actually you know C3PO who has been in it since the start you mm. know, chronologically or you know release order what's um quite nice about the the original trilogy so you know 4 5 and 6 is C3PO has the first line in the th- in episode 4 and the last line in episode 6 oh, he sandwiches nice. that whole little franchise together which i think is quite nice as a yeah. a little Little ditty, is it a little thing within a movie? Hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. So we <laughs> call it like I've gone through my list.
0: Okay. Well, I didn't really put a list together as such because for me, when I think of a film trilogy, there's only one that really comes to mind, and that is Back to the Future. That is hands down my absolute favorite film trilogy of all time. Uh, I know not everyone agrees, but the from from the first one. You know, where you meet Marty McFly and you meet Doc Brown, who is just the craziest mad scientist like, that you could think of. Uh, there are just so many behind the scene facts as well, which I feel add to the whole sort of film franchise. Um, for example, um, have you heard of the film Time Bandits?
1: It so- sounds familiar.
0: Yeah, well, it performed very poorly in the box office and uh, so did a lot of uh, time travel films around that time okay so the studio that were responsible for uh, releasing and distributing back to the future uh, they very nearly pulled the plug on it because they felt that there was no appetite for a time travel story right so, yeah it was just uh, i'm just glad that they didn't pull it because i mean look at it look at what they created you know oh yeah it's a, um,
1: it's a story of the ages i mean it's yeah. yeah, up until five years ago we were waiting for you know, <laughs> July twelfth, twenty fifteen.
0: Yeah, and hoverboards. And hoverboards, uh,
1: still to, there's still yeah. noise that people use segways as hoverboards. They don't hover, therefore they're not oh, hoverboards. Exactly. Just exactly. again. <laughs> just want to put that out uh, there.
0: Yeah, true. Uh, did you know as well that uh, Eric Stoltz was originally cast as Martin McFly?
1: Eric Stoltz. Now who's Eric Stoltz?
0: Uh Pulp Fiction. He's the guy that plunges the adrenaline into Uma Thurman's character.
1: Man, that would totally have changed the film.
0: That's why they fired him, actually, because he was so dark and broody. Wherever you read about this story, he's always been described as too dark and too broody for the role. So that's why they sacked him. And a little funny uh, bit of information. Christopher Lloyd, when he was told that Eric Stoltz had been fired, he didn't know who that was. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Uh, only because, all right, and this isn't to paint him in a bad light now, the reason for that is that everyone, including Eric himself, would always refer to him as Marty or Marty McFly. So when he was in character, that was it. Got so, you. Yeah, but I thought it was a funny bit of information there. <laughs> um, and you mentioned about the, well, did you mention it? Mm, the fourth uh, Indiana Jones. Okay, yeah. we're going to talk about it, just very quickly. So, what happens at the very start of that film? What well, the fourth one? Mm. Do you remember?
1: <sighs> Christ, no. It's okay. a, I've seen so, it once, and that was, that was more than, yeah, than I that should have enough. watched it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, the opening scene, Indiana Jones has to escape a nuclear bomb in a fridge. Right. Yeah. So... This was uh, Steven Spielberg finally being able to put his dream into reality because the original concept of Back to the Future was that it was not a DeLorean, it was going to be a fridge. And the only reason that they didn't go with that in the end is because they were scared that children would lock themselves in fridges. Yeah, Yeah, I could
1: see that happening. Again, I think it was one of the more recent series of Bake Off, Noel Fielding, came out with a fridge. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And I was like, that's gonna get a lot of offcom complaints. Mm-hmm. Like that's not exactly. going out well. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um the other thing as well,
1: there's so before you go here. into uh, go into the, that a little bit. The other time travel yeah. film that uses a a how do I put this a box shaped object similar to a fridge. There are two <laughs> that come to mind. One is Bill and Ted. Yeah. Right? With the phone booth. Okay. A Doctor Who with a different type of phone booth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I but can most see why he did, wasn't a fridge. They're
0: not fridges. You can't get locked in them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. uh, one of the other sort of facts that I love about it is that uh, one of the studio representatives didn't understand what Back to the Future meant, and they were quoted as saying. How can someone go back to the future? And obviously, that's the whole idea of the film. Yeah. So, when they were uh, raising this concern, they actually came up with another title, which, thank God, it didn't. Uh, <laughs> it didn't stick. Uh, so it was almost called *Spaceman from Pluto*. What? I <laughs> know. I know.
1: That's, I know. that's it, the only reason that exists is because of that one scene where the kid and the car is in the bi- in the uh, nuclear suitney. Exactly. That wouldn't have made and any sense at all.
0: Precisely, but I'm just going to check on this because I got a feeling that was the name of his father's book as well, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, that was the, the he wrote. Which is um, what he based it on. Yeah, because he's uh, right at the re-ended part of the film. Um, obviously he's travelling time and, the, and was it the obviously the butterfly effect? Change a small thing. Mm. Uh, that's yeah. He's um, yeah, I'm sure it's that uh, Pluto.
0: Yeah. Yeah, oh, it looks that way. But, um, yeah, just some really like awesome little facts within the film as well. So, um, uh, for example, like, in the opening scene of the very first film, yeah. um, obviously you've got all the clocks, you know, the yes. scene. Yes, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and, of course, they're all 20 minutes fast. And uh, there's one clock which actually depicts a man hanging off the, the hour hand. Yeah. And obviously, that's how the film ends, with Doc holding on yeah yeah oh wow so you're talking about c3po sandwiching the that franchise yeah that little thing sandwiches the that particular film
1: that's pretty cool yeah because what's quite nice about the franchise obviously I, i i know you've got you've got your little little facts and stuff i like little little things like when you watch the first film and you see um the dock cycle, Doc is at the clock tower. He's trying to get the wiring up together. And then you see somebody cycle past in the background. Yeah. And in the second film, you understand why there's a person there because it's obviously him from a different timeline. Yeah. You know, oh, it's, it's very, very clever.
0: It really is. It really is. And there's um, a lot of thinking that's gone into it as well. So, yeah. you know, obviously they meet up at the mall, which is mm-hmm. called Twin Pines Mall. And obviously when Marty goes to the past and he's trying to get away from, I think it was Old Man Peabody, I think his name was, yep. who had a crazy idea of breeding pine trees. <laughs> uh, he runs over one of the pine trees and then when he goes back to the future to stop what yep. happens to Doc, the, the mall is now called Lone Pines Mall. Yeah. So it's a fantastic Again, way this of just... The same over. as
1: with um, the third film. Mm. With the... Um... The teacher Clark, the teacher's the name of the ravine, yeah, and then it changes to the Eastwood. That's ravine, right because so the things... ravine, yeah, Eastwood, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Clara Clayton. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah,
0: uh, and have you seen Doc's cameo in a million days to die? Uh, a million ways to die in the in the
1: West. Yes, I have. <laughs> but there's if you if you have the. Obviously, the DVD and Blu-ray, where they get the bonus features. That little cameo that you see in the film, yeah, is actually a longer scene that got cut. Okay, right. Um, and Seth MacFarlane said he's he's always loved again the Back to the Future stuff. He does a lot of references to a lot of different things within Family Guy. You know mm. how we got away with doing you know Blue Harvest, you know, and the Star Wars front the original trilogy as a as a Family Guy three parter episodes. Um but he always said when he was when he want, when he was doing this he wanted to try and get a little nod to back the future for you know eighteen eighty five to get that little reference in. Yeah. And he called um Chris Floyd up and he's like, Yeah, yeah, just do it. <laughs> I, it. It worked. Look, it was so brilliantly on the nose. And again, a very, very clever film. Main oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: But no, Back to the Future, for me, is the, the, the best trilogy of, of all the films that I've seen. So, I know that's a strong statement to make, but I've loved it from a, being a child. Even the even the soundtrack just takes me back to that adventure, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, again, the soundtrack is, I want to say, Danny Elfman.
0: Uh, so, looking here, we've got... You said it was Danny Elfman, but... I, th-
1: I thought it was Danny Elfman. It, was, it looks like Alan Silvestri. Yes, And again, the, You've got the iconic do 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 do. Yeah. You know, orchestral as well. It's so and it builds and it catches you mm. from the start. Oh yeah, and then you got the little um, <laughs> icicle sort of effects you know, on, the, um, on the on the on the um, on the
0: Every thing. time something big happens, it's yeah. supposed to react to you. Get that? Yeah. It's almost like those those little sound effects that you mentioned there. It's almost like that represented Doc's craziness. Yeah,
1: it's yeah. It's like what, what? Good Scott! Yeah. <laughs> right, I'm let's not going go to turn this future. into a question show. <laughs> <laughs> no, we better not. Uh, we'll offend too many people <laughs>
0: with that. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's my summary of Back to the Future. Yeah, uh, you know, I'd love to know what some of our listeners think of the, yeah. of the films. Um, so again, please get your voice messages in, guys, and we'll feature some in future episodes.
1: Yeah, we'll do. Uh, yeah, we'll do like a catch-up review, back back review, as it were. Yeah, you know, definitely. See thought.
0: So, what's your favourite uh, movie trilogy then, Johnny?
1: I am a massive fan of The Matrix. It's nice. always been one I've enjoyed. I, I again, when it came out, I think it was like 1999. I really wanted a, the full leather trench coat. It was. You know, it was a really, really cool film. It was really sort of out there for what it was, you know. Yeah. Uh, the, is it the Wachowski brothers put that franchise together? And that is just, it's just brilliant. And I remember when I went to college uh, for like induction days, like four or five, six years later, I remember mm. seeing pictures of the Matrix uh, posters up in the philosophy classes. <laughs> because the premise of what it is... Is a great topic for discussion within philosophy. Oh, totally. You know, are yeah. we, are we created, you know, you go Big Bang Theory, you can go um, you know, the da- Darwinism and within that, or you go creationists. Mm. You know, we're not here to discuss any of those options um, or beliefs, <laughs> but I love the premise of it. I've uh, even watched the, animat- the animatrix, which is between, I think, the first and the second yeah. film. That's it. And then you had some spin off games. You had Enter the Matrix, and mm-hmm. it was Path of Neo. And the, the Enter the Matrix game, as I recall, you followed two. You weren't Neo. I think you were Niobe, and was it uh, Ghost? I think Ghost. it was That's Ghost. It. Yeah. And, you, and I think you swapped between the two characters as you went through the storyline. And it was, it was stuff that had happened. I, I think it was between two and three. Uh, I might miss the entire game for the, the second film. Um, Again, it's been a while since I played that game, and it was <laughs> it was it tied in with the main storyline. It tied in with the films, which is quite nice. Yeah, you know, I like I like so the overlap, didn't they? Yeah, and then you so had Path I of think... Neo, which then covered all of it. Um, and as mm. you went through the game, you unlocked abilities to part of your character. You had to go off to get certain XP, and then you could unlock different abilities within Neo itself and this weird mm. orb. Spinning revolving drum thing, if I can recall correctly, that was how you upgraded your character within the game. Mm. Um, but the, this might not be able to be discussed anymore because they are making a fourth Matrix film.
0: Yeah, and that is something I look forward to because I, the way I saw the ending of the third film, it was a complete sort of finish to the to that franchise. That's how it felt, anyway.
1: Ah, oh, see, I didn't. So, no. No, because of how. So the end of it, as I recall, Neo is, for what, all intents and purposes, in my head, he was passed out, exhausted from mm-hmm. an epic video game battle <laughs> with uh, Hugo Weaving, or Agent Smith. Yeah. And, you know, to do the whole carried off into the sunset thing, I don't think is, I think it's what it was to look like, but I don't think what it was actually to be. Okay. Um, because knowing how the machines worked and how they made people be part of the obviously the matrix, which is the virtual world, mm. I think they could have not brought him back to life, but re reinjected him into the source code okay. of the system. And the discussion between the Oracle and I want to say the architect, I think yeah. the character is, or the or the creator
0: architect! Yeah,
1: I think that little dialogue at the end was quite nice and quite quite beautiful. So
0: yeah. some some people feel that uh, some of the the writing in that film, especially with the architect's little monologue, mm. um, they felt it was a bit conceited, a bit uh, sort of overcomplicated for no reason. Uh, but I'm I'm with you though. I I feel like it added to it because. The character is supposed to be a computer program, mm-hmm. so they, they are going to speak. Yeah, they, they're naturally going to speak that way if they were a person. And I'm speaking very much uh, uh, figuratively here, but you know, if uh, if you compare that to a, a real person, who okay, we're going to simplify things just for time and effort, I imagine. But some people do speak that way.
1: But That you, you say the same a lot for. Alright, it was a it was a hefty dialogue, but at the same time how many mm. other films have got a hefty dialogue that could be really shortened? Yeah, you, know, you yeah, can't exactly. just say yes, he's a computer Not so that, yes, it's a computer program that was created, but you can watch many other films and go, Well, that was long-winded mm. for a speech.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know for a discussion True. for
1: you know there's there's uh. <laughs> I think I, it's not
0: so much the, the length of the, the monologue. I think it was more just the language that was used in it. Uh, so I, I get where people are coming from, but at the same time, I, I saw that as a part of that character.
1: Yeah, I, I would, I would say I'd agree with it as part of that character. Mm, I don't yeah. think it has any real bearing on you know, not being part of the storyline or anything like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, uh, which of the three is your favourite, then?
1: Oh, that's a toughie. <laughs> That's a toughie. You've got to, you've got to appreciate the first one. You have to, like with all trilogies, you have to appreciate the first one. You yeah. have to take on board it is an opening to this world. Again, you go the same with Back to the Future, Die Hard. Anything yeah. that becomes that element of a trilogy, you need to appreciate the first one. Yeah. Um, so I, I do quite enjoy that one. I do enjoy. Um, the, the big the big finale at the end you know, the 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 rush to get everything out, the the fact that you know no, he is the one the bots are trying to get into into the ship in the real mm. world and the, and obviously in the matrix he's going toe to toe with Smith um that is just that's intense that's quite good and I, and the betrayal mm. you also get within the first film as well mm. from uh, Cipher I think it is yeah that's it um yeah i do you have to appreciate the first one second Mm. and the third one i think were filmed together because there's there's a lot going on for the whole the whole sequence of two films I, i know they came out a year apart two years apart there's a lot involved with all those two so you could you could say um I know we've, we've chatted about this just off air earlier, it was, you know, yeah. of the three, the first one is a benchmark precedent for the whole thing and is up there as the best of the three. But equally, the amount of weight that's carried in the other two films also balances that self out. Hmm. You know, you got Neo who's on, he's been sent to you know, the big fight sequence up in the mountains. You know, awesome. um, the upgrades at the beginning of the second film as well, from the agents. <laughs> you know, from, yeah. you know, um, yeah, hmm, upgrades. It's it's clever, it's funny. <laughs> you know, Keanu serious, Reeves plays that so straight as well, which is what I quite like about that, hmm. uh, that character. So, um, then you go on to you know, more more of the battles, and then you look at the big final battle, the massive fight sequence at the end of the third film, it both getting there through the real world, where Trinity and Neo take the the craft out above the clouds to see the sun.
0: Yeah.
1: And then coming over the defences, then to the actual fight between an armada of Agent Smiths just lined up everywhere, watching mm-hmm. this fight battle between the one, and was effectively the virus. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Can we
0: just uh, very briefly talk about that one punch scene as well? <laughs> and this is, this is nothing on the film. Uh, this is probably just a, a comment on the, the time that it was made, because at the time it looked absolutely incredible, but when you go back and see some of the special effects, you've got to sort of laugh, because this particular punch, do you know the scene I mean? The slow motion punch into the face? Agent Smith's face?
1: Vaguely, which do no, still. Uh, it- Oh I so I thought you were talking about the punch with a the, the massive water cloud and the shockwave.
0: Oh no 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 this is that one slow motion punch where uh, Neo gets Agent Smith square in the face and there's just a slow motion sort of uh imprint of the fist on yeah. Agent Smith's face. And uh, yeah, looking back at it now, it's like ooh, <laughs> this is early naughty. <noughties.
1: laughs> <laughs> well, you look there's always, I mean, apart from one of, one film I can think of, there's always been a, um, an interesting level of balance between CGI and real world graphics. And the minute you try to do, anything, you can see the progression. As you say, you know, watching those early ninety movies, and then you watch something more recent like Ready yeah. Player One. Oh yeah, so, right. There's no comparison, but you look at how if they had that level of technology back then how much different that would be. You've got got to obviously have an appreciation for the technology. And at the time, I think even in the cinema, people were gone, wow, that's amazing. And you watch it now back Mm. in HD quality on 4K and 8K screens. (laughs) God, that's bad.
0: But that's just it. And as I said before, it's it's not a comment on the film at all. It's, It's more a comment on the time that it was made. Yeah. Uh, but one thing that I think that the Matrix trilogy, or in particular the first one, was notorious for was creating the technology to make the film possible. And are, you,
1: are you talking about, bullet, about bullet time? time. Bullet yeah. time. Yeah. That is a an, an impressive feature engine. And They're still using that now. Yeah, They're still yeah. using because I think the, the bullet time sequence is, it was something like 60 cameras they're all fired off a split second after each other, Is as the sequence was going on. So, like the kick, the jump up, kick the trigger does at the beginning, down to when uh, Neo's dodging bullets up on the rooftop mm. of the helicopter.
0: Oh, iconic scene! That yeah,
1: you know, those those two. You look at those two moments, and you watch people go, "How the hell did they do that?" Because that's not how time works. It's not. <laughs>
0: yeah. You
1: know what I mean? You're like <laughs> what? And you know, I think there's a parody of the Matrix involving one of the sort of scary movies at one point. Um, but that that element, yeah, bullet time, and I think it's been iconically named as bullet time from the Matrix films.
0: Yeah,
1: and I don't know if you've seen the behind the scenes footage of them filming it, but it's impressive, it's oh, really yeah, impressive. I've seen the,
0: the uh, the green screen with all the cameras set up in an arc, yeah, and oh, just yeah, impressive stuff.
1: Is the yeah the 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 thought that went into it? You look then as well the the stuff that they did in that the the highway chase. Oh yes. They built five miles of road to film that. Yeah. I don't know of any other film that's done that. The closest I know of is Die Hard. Die Hard five good day to Die Hard, where John McClane. Basically, goes off-roading on top of cars off a bridge.
0: I don't remember that. So, oh wait, yes, I've yeah. seen you mean. Right. Yeah. So
1: they built a stretch of road just mm. for that sequence.
0: Well, yeah, I'd forgotten that fact actually, but incredible. You
1: know, they built um, a five-mile stretch or five-kilometre stretch of road. They built a long stretch of road. Length at this point is irrelevant they built it, they built with the bridge they built it and they filmed yeah. it all on there and that that's impressive
0: it is, it really is uh, one of the other little facts that I love about the second film um, is the twins and where they actually came from all so, right. did you know that they were actually the twins from Gardener's World the UK gardening programme on BBC
1: I did not, are they actually twins, yeah
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah Definitely. Yeah, they were from *Gardener's World*, (laughs) alongside Alan Titchmarsh.
1: Oh my God, they are! They are actually twins, Neil and Adrian Raymond.
0: That's it. Yeah.
1: That's that is cool. Mm.
0: (laughs) You know, if we've got any uh, any listeners now, like overseas, they're probably thinking, "What? Who's Alan Titchmarsh? Why (laughs) has he got such a funny name?"
1: That's superb. (laughs) That's absolutely superb. Hmm. No, I didn't know that. That's that's cool. I didn't realize they were like you know, British. <laughs> you find that with a, a couple of different shows. At like this, you, you do you do. I watch all the time. I watch films, and you're like, "What are they been in? What? Oh my god, oh, they're from yeah. Wales. They're from London. This guy's mm. from down the road."
0: Oh, I am so guilty of doing that to the point where my wife hates <laughs> me for doing it. She's like, she said to me, "If I wanted to know who and what they were in, I would ask you." You don't yeah. have to just tell me in the middle of an important scene of a certain. Oh film.
1: no, you're one of those, <laughs> aren't you? Yeah. Uh, the oh, one I, I, that, I that, that recently shocked me, though, talking about this, and obviously, we've we've come off topic a little bit. Is um, did you watch uh, Gotham?
0: I started it.
1: Uh, is it Barbara Keane? Uh, uh Gordon's right. girlfriend at the beginning. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She's Welsh. Is she? She's genuinely Welsh. I didn't know. Genuinely, I was like, what? Because <laughs> we saw it recently and we were watching um we we're watching Misfits. Alright, yeah. But I want to save that conversation for another show.
0: Because <laughs> okay. I think we need to do a All TV right. one. Yes, we definitely will. Because we've spoken films, films, films so far. Yeah. And and
1: we've tried to cut the video games. Yeah. But I've got some rants about TV shows. <laughs> Bottled. <laughs> <laughs> for this so we'll we'll I look forward to it we'll leave it there i think
0: yeah brilliant um so uh, on that note uh i just want to say like i've said on previous episodes you know we really really want to hear what you have to say about some of these films and if you've got any films that you want to review feel free to send us messages so if you go to anchor.fm forward slash chat you can leave your, uh, your episodes reviews, you can leave your messages, you can even leave your own film reviews. And we'll do our best to feature them, as many of them as we can, in future episodes. <laughs>